Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning back in. This week has been so freaking fun. I fell down a wormhole on YouTube and I was watching loads of Joe Dispenza YouTube videos. And if you don't know who Joe Dispenza is, I'm not going to tell you. That's just going to be a conversation for another episode. But he's all about like creating moments of bliss and joy and ecstasy in your life. And this week I've made it my mission to create more joy in my day-to-day life, more joy in my business. And all I can say is that it's had me walking on cloud nine for the last seven days. So anyway, in today's show, I'm going to be talking to the amazing, brilliant and wonderful Kathy Scanlon. She's a breathwork coach, but even more than that, she's become a good friend of mine. So Kathy's going to talk about how breathwork can help you deal and transform your most challenging emotions. Emotions like stress, anxiety, resentment, self-doubt, all of these negative emotions that stop us from moving in our business and even more stop us from manifesting and attracting the life and the business that we really want. So that's coming up for you in today's show. But also... Kathy has become a really good friend of mine and someone who I consider part of my support system whilst I'm growing my business because she has been for the last four months my accountability partner. We in this episode talk about what that involves, what that entails, what it looks like for us and also so good, so juicy. We talk about how being accountable to each other has totally transformed our business and how we've created results that have blown our own minds. I talk about this a lot. I'm not in here. (laughs) I'm not in business just to pay the bills and to coast by. I'm here to blow my own mind with what I can create. And in this episode, I am going to share with you one of the top things for how to do that. This episode requires a pen and a notepad, deep concentration, and maybe even a really good friend. I'm going to introduce you, the amazing Kathy. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for the invite. So happy to be here. Can you, for the audience who don't know who you are and what you do, can you just introduce yourself for us? I can. I'll try. So I am Kathy Scanlon and I am a breathwork coach. Um, I'm also a former academic neuroscientist. I worked in uh, research in academia for about eight years, got super stressed out, had to, you know, have a little word with myself and realized that I really wasn't where my heart was actually caused me a lot of anxiety and stress in my life and actually over the next few years I started discovering a little bit more about myself and amazingly just stumbled on breathwork a number of years ago uh pretty much changed my life and now I teach breathwork to people and I yeah that's what I do (laughs) wait so you're and you are a neuroscientist academic yeah (laughs) what I did not know that about you (laughs) I used to be and then actually I did I did that for about eight years I have a PhD in neuroscience I've been I'm an engineer originally then I have a PhD in neuroscience I worked as an academic researcher like research scientist in neuroscience in neurology and psychiatry for like eight years oh, and yeah. then literally and I actually moved to I did that in here in Ireland in San Francisco and I moved to that's when I moved to London I worked at King's College literally kept having like nervous breakdowns and so stressed and you know just realized this wasn't for me and I actually quit one not one day I did take about two or three months to save a little bit of money yeah so like I could pay my rent and then I literally just quit and I had no idea what I was going to do and it was the most exciting thing I ever did in my life and it was so difficult because everybody was like what are you doing it's your career I was like I don't care because I think I, at that stage I just had enough and it's not that academia is an amazing place for some personalities and it just wasn't me anymore you know you're sitting there by yourself doing research academia is very competitive the money's terrible <laughs> unless you're really yeah. passionate about what you're doing so I left and I did a few different things over the next few years that was about eight years ago and then discovered when I discovered breathwork that like literally just changed everything for me 
I'm so passionate about it. It's the first thing I realized I'm like, whoa. And so, and over the last couple of years, I've been looking more and more into the neuroscience of breathwork because obviously yeah. that's my background and, and the science, and I, I try to present the science of, of breathwork on social media and to people who come and do breathwork classes with me. It is transformational and breathwork isn't necessarily that just breathe in and breathe out. Like that's breath breathing practices. But breathwork, as we'll talk about and as you've experienced, is can be quite a crazy experience. It can be quite a trippy experience. It brings up a lot of stuff for us. It really changed things for me in my life of just connecting with myself, learning about myself, learning about what I want from life, what I want to do, who I want to be. Um, and then things kind of went from there. And I've been teaching that for the last few years. That's incredible. Like my mind is just like exploding because <laughs> I love learning about the brain. Like I am obsessed with it. I'm if for anyone who's been listening to this podcast a while or following me for a while knows I'm always talking about my brain in like the third person. So the fact that you studied neuroscience and I didn't know oh, I'm yeah, like that was so what? funny you didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so there are some people listening who are like, so what does Kathy do? What the hell is a breathwork teacher and or breathwork coach? And definitely when I first heard of the idea of breathwork, I was like, I already know how to breathe. Like I do that quite naturally. What? So could you just paint a picture about like what it actually is, what happens mm -hmm. in a session and why do you think the practice of it is so transformational? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things. So one is breathwork is such a loose term at the moment. It's becoming this popular term in you know Western culture, but it covers so many things. So a lot of times you hear breathwork, but it could mean different things. So one branch of breathwork is slow, deep breathing. So breathing in very purposefully and very slowly, like just a normal meditation. And that is so good for us that we tend to breathe really shallowly and we don't breathe deep enough in, in our bodies often. And often, you know, this is linked to stress and anxiety and things like that. Now, that's one side of things. And I do teach that. But the, my main focus is a type of breathwork that's what we could call an active connected breathwork. And that is when we lie down and it's this a session's about an hour where we breathe in a particular pattern for about 30 minutes and we breathe a little faster than normal and a little bit more connected and a little deeper. And when we breathe like this, lots of kind of crazy things start to happen. So when we breathe like this, our body starts to tingle. We start to, you know, oftentimes we kind of live in our heads. And this is why it was so good for me and for a lot of people I work with is we live in our heads so much that we often walk around like floating heads. We don't even remember or realize we've got a body. Sometimes we're so yes. in our heads. So for me, as someone who's always in their head, so analytical thinking all the time, it's exhausting. So when we breathe in this particular pattern, we're actually moving ourselves into a meditative state on purpose. And it's changing the physiology of our body to allow the mind, first of all, to calm the F down. So it's like mm. stops babbling at us. But in this space, and there's a lot around the psychology of breathwork or why this happens, but we breathe in a particular pattern, whatever we kind of need. So oftentimes we could just be super stressed, a lot of tension in our body, uh, maybe just a lot going on, or a lot we can't let go of. Let's say it's just a conversation that we keep replaying. Maybe it's a situation that happened to us that we keep coming up. We can't let go of some things. They tend to be held in the body. And the psychology of breathwork is really about breathing deeply to a space where the, the we can start to let go of the things we're holding on to, whether that's just tension from the week, experiences, emotions we haven't fully processed, which as humans, we're very good at not processing our negative emotions or greater processing the positive ones. But in this space, when we start breathing like this, it takes about 10, 15 minutes to really get into the practice. And then all sorts of crazy things can start happening. We can start to feel emotional. Emotion just can come out of nowhere. And we're like, what is this? But it's just trying to release. It's like, it's like we're signaling to body, okay, we're in rest. We can start to let go of our stuff. So yeah. we start to maybe have emotion. Sometimes memories can pop up. Sometimes we just have very physical sensations in the body, which tend to be attached to these emotional holdings on. So the experience can be right, really interesting. We may we might feel really trippy and we kind of feel really out of it. And then afterwards, we just always feel so much lighter. It's like we have a weight lifted. So it's like therapy without having to do any talking, if that helps. I love that. Everything that you shared. And my introduction to breathwork was so magical because 
I think it was, I can't remember like why I was in this space where I was just very open and receptive and I was like looking for signs from the universe, but I was working, I was freelancing at ASOS one day and I walked into one studio and someone said to me like, oh my gosh, I've just done this thing. It's called breathwork. Like you should definitely try it. It was so good. And I had that conversation with someone and they were like on cloud nine because they had just done this thing. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I walked into another room and like two more people told me like, you have to do this thing. You have to do this breathwork thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like the universe like really wants me to do it. So I signed up to a class and we're all in this yoga studio laying on mats on the floor. And I remember for that session, just weeping, weeping, weeping. And all of these sort of negative thoughts, these limiting beliefs, like almost rushing to the surface because of the session that we had. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it was the teacher who was facilitating the class. She had said that when we're moving through our everyday lives, often when we experience sort of like tension or moments of high anxiety, we like hold our breath mm. and we like get really tense and learning how to breathe like deep into our bellies is like resetting all of that tension that we've held on to. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like just say more about that? Maybe like the science of that, like why we hold our breath when we get stressed or anxious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing because we often talk about stress and these these kind of things that happen to us, you know, not negatively, but in a kind of way of going, oh, that's so bad because, it, you know, it does affect our lives. But it is really an amazing feat of the body. It's like of, of what it can do. But what happens is when we, let's say we have a stressful experience and it kind of comes down to a little bit of the society we live in that we're not uh, not allowed to express our emotions all the time but it's just not appropriate so for example like I don't know I'm sure people have had this experience if you have a job and you have a boss that's a bit of a you know D-I-C-K that (laughs) they could like shout at you and you're gonna go (gasps) and hold your body right because literally you're in shock first of all and you're just like okay I'm in work I'm not going to cry I'm just going to get on with this and we'll deal with it later obviously there's you know much bigger experiences that can happen in the same way where something happens and we brace we brace our body we hold our body and in those situations or I don't know if you've of course I'm sure everyone's been in the situation of a deadline or stress and you know you're writing an email and your whole body is bracing and you're like hang on have I even breathed in the last minute you know that kind of like holding Mm. so often what happens in this situation and it is this wonderful subconscious thing that we can do to get through whatever is 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 happening and we can go okay well you see what our subconscious is going is like okay let's just park this emotion and we'll deal with that later because we got to get through this day of work or we got to get this deadline out we'll figure that out later but the emotions are highly connected to how we breathe so by bracing ourselves shallow breathing holding we're not allowing that to process and we're essentially banking it for later if we were to slowly breathe really calmly through these situations we'd probably have an emotional response we'd probably and you know in other situations we do something happens and we have a good cry and then we feel better and we get on with our lives but when we the body has this way of being able to park these things for later and that is wonderful and what happens is what should happen is at some point in the future um when your body your subconscious thinks that you're ready to deal with this it's going to present it back to you that's why we have these things going why do i why why is this coming back up i haven't thought about this in ages why am i thinking about this thing that happened six months ago and often it's like okay well it's time to process this you know maybe journal about it meditate allow those feelings to be there let them go but we don't tend to do that because they come up and we want to bury them more and we scroll on our phones and we eat and we drink and we call someone because we don't really like having to deal with those emotions what i kind of feel like with breath work and then what often can happen is these things build and build and build until something happens and we explode in something that's kind of maybe a little bit out of proportion to what actually happened so i actually explained this recently we had this like issue in my house where the ceiling literally collapsed um in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning and we woke up going ah you know we kind of knew this might happen but we kept looking at it going is that gonna fall down and then we didn't do anything about it so we said the next day like if we had just put some mats down put we covered the furniture tapped it a bit let it fall down it would have been a controlled release right we would have saved all our furniture but because we didn't 
it just came in the middle of the night and her furniture was ruined and the whole room had to get get cleaned and i just love that analogy because it's like okay well we could have chosen the time to release this we could have cho- we could have protected ourselves on our furniture but we didn't and then it came out in you know out of the blue so that's kind of why i like the idea of breathwork being okay what can we process what can we allow to be here and if we're kind of going around you know feeling stressed feeling tense constantly overthinking is probably some stuff we're holding on to that we just need to have an opportunity to release and talk therapy is amazing for that too however sometimes we can release in breathwork have a release feel much better and we're not actually sure exactly what that is so not everything has to or should be verbal sometimes we can do breath work, have a release and have a memory come up and go, oh my God, that's what that was. Or we have a new insight into something. Or other times we're like, I don't know what that was, but I just feel much better. So that's fine too. (laughs) Totally. And it's like, one of the things that you kept on saying (laughs) was that we need to process our emotions. And I totally get what you mean by that. But Mm. just for those who are listening, who Mm. are like, what is she, why does she keep talking about feeling your emotions and processing your emotions? Could you just expand on what you mean by that? Yeah, why would we want to do that? It's like, <laughs> so buried. Like, I feel anxiety all the time. Because, like, often, if you feel anxiety, you feel stress, or you feel doubt, you think that you're feeling your emotions. My mm. theory is that you're not actually feeling them, you're resisting them, so they're just yeah. persisting in your life. But yeah. I would love to hear your take on processing emotions and, like, why mm-hmm. that should be part of our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What we resist persists, essentially. Yes. And that's, you know, can be, you know, what is the, so let's say we, okay, for example, let's say we tend to get really stressed out every time um, someone asks us to do something. Let's say we're just kind of on edge and we're at work and one more person tells me to do another thing. I'm literally going to lose my mind because I'm so stressed. Every time this situation happens, I react with anxiety or I act with stress. Now, in those situations, oftentimes we can go to meditation, we can go to practices that help bring us down, we can do these breathing techniques that kind of help calm us. But at the end of the day, isn't it really help? Wouldn't it be helpful to be able to look at why that keeps happening? Why do we keep reacting like this? Why when someone, a particular person keeps says this, that we have this big reaction and we sometimes go, why is this happening? Why am I like this? Or why am I overreacting all the time? Or why do I get sad all the time? Oftentimes we go to things to just kind of plaster over it instead of mm-hmm. allowing ourselves an opportunity to look about, well, what's underneath that? Why, why, why is this pattern happening? And oftentimes that can be processing emotions, but it can also be processing experiences that have happened. So if we're holding something in our body that we haven't fully processed, it's just going to keep coming and keep coming and keep mm-hmm. coming. And like I said, sometimes it can come out in a way that's so disproportionate to what actually happened originally because we're suppressing it, not allowing it to be here. So apparently, now I don't know if this is scientifically true, but I, I get the idea of it, is that emotion apparently takes about 90 seconds to move through the body. So let's say we get elated, you know, but that we do when we talk and we get excited. Yeah. And then, you know, we have this kind of feeling of joy that comes up, but it takes about 15 se- seconds for that to pass through. Or if we get sad, we may be sad, but it could take about 15 seconds for that overwhelm to come and leave. And the same with frustration and anger and things like that. But we're not very good at allowing that because every time we feel it, we stop. We stop ourselves feeling sad. We stop ourselves feeling anger, you know, for all the reasons that, you know, for me, anger is always a really difficult one because yeah, anger comes too. for me, like, you know, from my, you know, just from our lives and childhood and stuff, we shouldn't be angry. So so I have a pattern in me subconsciously that's like anger is bad. Don't be angry. So every time I do get angry, I either stop, suppress it, or actually I feel really bad. I feel ashamed every time I feel anger. I go, oh no, I shouldn't feel angry. And that's not allowing it. It's just, it's just stopping it. So if we could get better at releasing, allowing our emotions. So sometimes people come to breath work and they literally just feel annoyed and pissed off and angry for half an hour and then they let that out and then they feel much better so it's better out than in in terms of what you know obviously we can offer if you told me this 10 years ago I'd have been like no thank you I'm not dealing with my emotions they can stay buried thank you very much uh safely in there however I used to get very anxious and I used to get very stressed not to say I don't now but it's way different (laughs) if I get stressed it's like temporary as opposed to long term so I think allowing ourselves to process our emotions understand our patterns and behaviors better just 
help us feel lighter about our lives, about ourselves, and actually we can start to understand ourselves more. What do we want out of life? What do we value? What, what's important to us? Sometimes it's hard to even know what that is when we're suppressing everything. We yeah. tend to not know ourselves very well. I totally agree. And like to bring it back to like manifestation, it's one of those mm. things where as long as you're like living a human experience, as long as you're here on this earth, there will always be things that stress you, annoy you and sort of like knock you out of that core groundedness. And it's like if your brain is so preoccupied with thinking about the traffic or thinking about what that person said to you on Instagram or worrying about mm-hmm. your Instagram followers, what you're actually not having space to do is to solve the bigger problems and the bigger not problems, but bigger challenges that you want to be solving, like the bigger Mm -hmm. questions of your life, like where am I going? Am I Mm -hmm. creating the kind of contribution that I want in the world? Am I creating the kind of life that I want for myself? And so when, for me, I love breathwork as a practice in terms of like manifestation, because it kind of clears the closet so I can Mm -hmm. fill it with new things that I'm wanting to bring into my life. So I love it. I I love love what you do. And I think it's amazing. I want to shift the conversation a little bit, or actually quite a lot, to like how (laughs) we know each other (laughs) and how we've worked together. So, (laughs) Kathy and I actually met each other last year. I think it was maybe in the summer. We both did this course, this like NLP course. And NLP is it stands for Neuro Linguistic Processing. And it's a tool that we both use with our clients when we're coaching and processing thoughts and emotions. It's really amazing. I'll have to do another episode on like exactly what NLP is and how it can help you. But essentially, Kathy and I, we started by coaching each other. So I would coach Kathy for 45 minutes and then she would coach me. And then after a while, we were like, hey, like we're not going to really coach anymore. But we are going to start this like accountability group. I guess I would call it a group or this accountability cycle where we actually would meet at the beginning of every month to review our previous month's goals for our businesses and to set new goals and new intentions for the upcoming month. And that is really the reason why I wanted to get Kathy on the show today, because we've been doing this since January 2021. And it's April now, and our businesses have changed so dramatically from these monthly accountability sessions that I just had to share how we're doing this, what we've been able to achieve for ourselves from doing this. And Kathy, what would you say has been the benefits or the overall takeaways for you from this time that we have spent together like doing the accountability sessions it's been so good I mean I love that how it happened it just kind of like happened accidentally or something we I think we started kind of doing it in our chat and then we're like oh let's just chat next month and then and then we started putting a little process around it and we started doing in January about our our year goals and what we want to achieve. So there's a few things for me that really stand out. And one is just accountability in general. When you have your own business, it can be really difficult to set goals and then stay with them. So that's one thing, because I think I really need accountability in my life. And what was is so helpful for us is that we're at very similar stages in our business as well. So we get where you know we actually have similar struggles and similar things that come up for us because at the same kind of time frame of of when we started our businesses as well so one thing I thought was amazing a couple of things there's so many things but anyway I want to touch on a couple of them one is so I remember in the first first or second time we did this we started in January and we set some goals for January and we were going to chat again at the start of February and what was really interesting at the February one what I realized was I put way too many things on my to-do list like way too many that like almost even as we were talking about them I was like wow this is quite a lot of things but if I wasn't there talking them out I don't think I would have realized and then what happened in February is when we reviewed how our January went I was like okay well I actually what happened was a few things had happened like life happens and then I got new opportunities to do other collaborations and stuff because some of the things on my to-do list didn't get done but if I was there by myself I would have just looked at my to-do list going oh I didn't get anything done this month but because I was there and I prepared for our call I'm like okay what happened this month and I write down and I'm like oh my god but all this other stuff happened that I didn't think was going to happen until March but it ended up happening in January so the fact I didn't get this other five things done that's okay because look at all the things I did and I won't do that by myself like 
I might like bullet point a few things, but I won't really, because what we do is we, we really talk in depth about what happened and why. Like, why didn't this happen? And one of the things of why it didn't happen was like, yeah, because all these other awesome things. So then we can reevaluate. So I think, you know, that really helped me figure out how I plan and to really allow for change to happen as it comes in, as, as it will. But to be able to still look at my my what I've done and acknowledge how how good things have been. So that was one. We'll talk a little bit. So the only other thing just to mention was fleshing out ideas, because sometimes I'll just bullet point a few things I'm going to do next month. When we talk it out, it helps me flesh them out in real time. And you'll give me ideas. We've given each other ideas on like so many ideas. Know, uh, it's been so good. So there were just two things. There's so many other things. What really helps from how we met with NLP is that we're both really interested in our subconscious thought. What's actually yeah. going on? What patterns are there? So we're both really into that. So what oh, happens so when good. we start talking about like my month ahead, we'll start going, hang on, something's coming up. So as we're talking, right, okay, I'm kind of feeling a little uncomfortable talking about this I don't know why and we'll start we'll stop and we'll start talking about that and that has been probably the biggest influence on these calls is just like whoa I've got this limiting belief that about maybe we've talked a lot about money and money goals and things like that and why sometimes that makes us feel uncomfortable so it helps flesh out all these things and one of the hilarious things that you never really realize until you start a business is starting a business is really an opportunity for personal growth that you don't really realize you think you're just starting a business but actually you're just getting to know yourself and all your shit yes. coming up <laughs> and, then, yes. and then what we realize is having that support for each other while we're processing and moving through all the shit that's coming up on our our own personal stuff is standing in the way it's so so true it's absolutely so true and as you were saying that like how you were saying about like thinking about the patterns that are coming up mm -hmm. and were you planning for January and putting so much on your plate one of the mm -hmm. big things that I've learned about myself through the process is kind of very similar to you in the sense that I grew up and for a long time I identified as like a perfectionist I was a high achiever in school and at university and things like that and I think I approached my goals in the same way like I would just set these really huge big goals mm. and when we were actually like sitting down and looking at what it would take to set these goals because anyone can say that they're going to go out and make 50k in their business or they're mm -hmm. going to go out and make 100k in their business like anyone can say that but do you actually have the infrastructure in your business in your life to support that mm -hmm. are you actually willing and prepared to do what it will take to become that person to make that 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 goal and mm. as we were planning, I realized that in a lot of ways, I was just saying these big goals. But I was actually really terrified of doing the things, of becoming that person. And I think for me, there was this moment where it's like, you can choose to do these things, to have these big goals, but you can also choose not to. And mm. that's okay. It's not the goal that defines you. It's almost the process of getting there. So often yeah. when I started my business, I definitely thought that, well, uh, if I'm going to do this, I have to make lots of money in order to be successful. And by digging deep into that with you, I've actually found that money is very important to me. Of course, I'm running a business, not a charity or non-for-profit. <laughs> but at the same time, there are other things that are driving me. I think that was like the biggest shift for me, like finding what is really driving my business forward and what sort of like structures do I need in my business to support my larger goals. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because oftentimes with a lot of what we hear on social media and all this, we can often be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to have a 10K month or a 20K month or I'm going to do whatever it is. But and then we go on with our our month and we never think about it again or we do but there's a subconscious like what if there's a subconscious process going whoa 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 that's either too much or I can't do that or you know we have all these limiting beliefs that like what are they and like you know is is that practical for me to say is that going to stop me doing everything then because some part of my subconscious is like oh we can't handle that so is that stopping everything moving forward so I love that you said like sometimes we're so we have this weird dynamic with money sometimes that it's so at the forefront of everything that actually can influence everything or maybe it's being seen or you know or like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna get like you know 
whatever number of followers or number of people coming to my class of course but what if I had a limiting belief that was like oh no I can't be seen I can't yes. I don't have a voice and the thing is sometimes these subconscious which you actually so had didn't you yes I still do <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> getting better <laughs> but by acknowledging it this is the thing about this stuff it's acknowledging it's there so sometimes it's like, well, okay, actually, I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable at the idea of having 100 people turn up for one of my classes or something. That feels really uncomfortable. Why? Is it, is it that I'm not prepared or is it just that I'm a little afraid of, the, of being seen? And, and I definitely have that because I think I used to just, you know, as a child, just want to fit in. Just, just don't want to be anything special. Just want to be average. Just want everyone, you know, to fit in and everyone to like me. But over the last 10 years or something, I've thrown that out the window. I, that, that's not the life I want to live. However, there must still be some pattern playing that makes me a little afraid to jump on social media and start saying what I want to say and things like that. But it's really interesting because when we talk, about okay next month this and then I go okay this feels a little uncomfortable so let me just unpack this for a moment and I'll just unpack it and tell you what I'm feeling and what's coming up and we'll talk through it and go okay well that's interesting now that I know that that's there I can I can still do the thing I want to do but it's about acknowledging it because otherwise we're going around in circles in victim mode going I can't grow my business or no one's coming to my classes and that's you know a bit of a blamey thing or whatever yeah. but I'm like I'm taking ownership on that because I've chosen to look at and feel the feelings that are coming up and just look at that and see what's there and often I'll bring those feelings and go do breath work and I'm like okay my intention is to really understand what's going on here and then we do breath work and often these things can come up when we can start realizing what they are and start to break them down so it's just there's an honesty and I think it, it can be difficult with these accountability. We were really lucky to find each other and, you know, right stage in our, in our businesses and lives to want to do this. And it is about, you know, doing this with someone you feel comfortable with and that yeah. we can just be like, OK, I'm just going to get really vulnerable right now. And I'm just going to tell you all my stuff. And, you know, we, it's worked out that it works really well for us that, that we can do that with each other. Yeah, it's so true. And it's like we have I love what you said about ownership because that's definitely my approach to business this idea of taking mm. radical responsibility for all of your results and so if we plan like a bunch of goals to happen in like March and then we get to our April accountability goal and those goals haven't happened we're really like upfront like what happened like yeah. if you didn't do what you said you were going to do what else were you doing why were you doing that and that is like radical responsibility. I used to think that the success in business was like this like magical potion that like these people that you see online and on Instagram, like doing really yeah. well, like there's something different about them. They just have this knowledge that nobody else knows. But it's actually, I think success is just doing the things that you said you're going to do. Like if you're going to launch mm -hmm. something, go and launch. If you said you're going to go yeah. do that Instagram live, make sure you show up for yourself. And I think that's everything. I guess my question to you is like, this must be so many things. And in my mind, I have so many answers for this question myself. But what is the thing that you're most proud of that you think has come out of our accountability sessions? Ooh, what am I most proud of? I think it's, do you know what? I think I've got a newfound confidence in what I'm doing because when I'm doing this by myself, I think that thing of I'm not doing enough. I think that was a lot. Oh, I'm not doing enough. Everyone else is doing more than me. Oh, I need to up it. But each time we talk, and actually what just comes to mind is, remember I talked about January and I was like, oh, I didn't get a lot of stuff done in January. When we were talking in February about January, and we were talking, and I, and I remember going, hang on a second. I had about two weeks where I was really unwell in January that I'd forgotten about. And I actually killed January. I got loads of cool stuff done in January. But in our conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, but I had two weeks where like I really wasn't well. And I still did this stuff. So it's almost like part of it is just, I think it was a confidence building for me being able to, because I don't want to work 60 hours a week. That's not my yeah. goal or plan. And I don't think hours of work equals success. And I don't think it should. That's another limiting belief that, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to break out of is that you know time my time is equal to some some of my amount of money or something like that mm. but but I do think you know this confidence in going you know what I am on the right track you know I trust myself and I think I've been working on that a number of years of just trusting myself but trusting life is moving me in the direction that is for me like I know when I'm on the right path 
the right doors open up. I meet the right people at the right time if I'm on the right track. But sometimes we forget that. And I think there's something about our accountability calls when we show up and we talk through what's happened and we plan our next month and we get each other really excited and we really support each and love each other because it's like, wow, Tyra, you're killing this. It's so amazing. We're like each other's cheerleaders as well, which is so supportive. And I, I, there's something that as well in the NLP course that we did with Peter Shaw, he has this, I don't know if he has it online somewhere, it's, it's about hinging points. And, and I realized that one of my hinging points is I don't necessarily want to want to work with loads of people, but I need to bounce ideas off people. And it's just like figuring out how you work best. And for me, support and fun and interaction with people in business is really, is great, is really important. And I thought that I was, I do get that with my clients, but this is different. I need that support and uh I guess coaching and cheerleading from someone else. So for me, I think the most important thing of this last four months has been a growth in confidence about where I'm at and trusting myself that it's all good. Because I think every time we finish those calls, I'm so pumped about what happened last month, even if it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And even more pumped about the next month. So I think there's that energy all I get from it that just brings me this confidence and joy and fun. Because we forget, like, I want this to be fun. I want this to be a fun experience of growing this business, of sharing breathwork with people. I love it. I'm so passionate about it. And I don't want it to get, like, you know, businessy. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I always say that, like, business should be fun. And when you're there worrying yeah. about your follow account or, like, anything yeah. like that, like, business doesn't become fun. Yeah, what do you get? What did you get out of it? Or what do you think you're big For me, it's so interesting because when I asked you that question, I was thinking about all like the things that I've achieved because basically we've both killed it in the last four months. Like, I always say you want to create a business where you're blowing your mind with what you create. And I feel like we're both blowing our own minds. We're like, oh my God, can we believe it? And I was initially going to say like, I'm really proud of launching the Catch and Pow Wow and how that went and building up my audience and the money that I've been able to receive and the opportunities that have come my way but when you were talking I was like those things even though they're all incredible and I love it like those things come second to these other two words that I highlighted as you were speaking that are so unsexy and just aren't spoken about in business and it's the idea of support and trust and I think our last session that we had together I was talking to you about this idea of like being supported and like allowing other people to support you and knowing how you work because what I've really found is like you can't grow a business if you don't trust that it's going to work you can't hire a team if you don't trust that the money is going to come team is an expensive expense investing in a coach can be seen as an expensive expense but it's like trusting that you're going to know how to deal with challenges you're going to know the money's going to come back to you is everything I don't think you can build a business without trusting yourself, without trusting the universe. For me, I had a limiting belief that I have to do it all myself, that I'm all alone. Because growing up, I did feel very alone. I had this very like, you know, I've got to hustle, I've got to work, I've got to beat the background that I've come from, and I've got to like do it for my family kind of thing. And it got me really far in life. But in terms of getting to the next stage of my life of where I want to go, I can't be thinking that I have to do it all alone. I can't be not being able to trust people. And one of the things that I think I'm most proud of as well is like, I've started to build out my team. Like now I have a podcast editor. I just told you that I hired my first like assistant, which I'm so freaking excited. She's not actually my first, but I'm really excited that hopefully she'll be like someone who's with me for a long time. And then I think about what is possible now that I have a team as I step into my abundance and as I claim like the joy that can be possible for me I allow other people to step into it as well and your business then becomes something where it's like it's not just about you trying to make rent it's about you spreading this abundance this magic to your team and to all the people in your audience that you now get to connect with now that you're not being bogged down by your admin or creating graphics on Canva and things like that so when we were having that conversation last month I think we realized we were both in that same situation and we did take a pause and say 
okay, what's going on here? Why, you know, we, we're both doing our businesses ourselves. We're doing, both doing almost everything by ourselves. But we had to stop and go, okay, well, why is that? Like, is it just feel like, oh, like, I was kind of like, oh, who am I to have a team of people? That's almost like, yeah. it's not my own, like, it's an egoic thing, but it's also a kind of, who you know, that I know. And I kind of, we were calling out our own bullshit on this, I think, because mm-hmm. we were like, mm, is this true? But actually, when we start feeling into what it could be, this is not about me. This is about this business. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a personal thing. And I think when we stopped and realized some of the limiting behaviors we were having around that, and the other thing I just came up with you were talking was like, you know, that's or some phrase of something like uh, Beyonce only has 24 hours in the day or something like that. And I remember mentioning that last month and we were like, hang on a second. How many people work in Beyonce's team? Like probably hundreds. <laughs> and it's like, this is not just about Beyonce. Beyonce's not a person. It's like a brand. So, you know, yes, she gets a lot done or her team does. But that can also be any of us if we start allowing support and that was you know I think us working together has been a support for me and actually and I think we, we both had this conversation where after that conversation you know it started opening something up in me and literally a day later I just had this thought pop in going oh hang on a second um I have a friend in New York who's this business coach I need to talk to her because she's in marketing and I think started to flow a little more of just being like and when we start realizing why we're limiting ourselves and letting that go, what can pop in is really magical. Like literally just a thought will pop in or a situation, a conversation will pop in once we allow ourselves to open up. Whereas if I'm subconsciously going, no, 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 you can't have a team. You have to do it all yourself. Subconsciously that I don't even hear it, then nothing's going to happen. The right people aren't going to come yeah. along. The right conversations aren't going to happen. But that conversation, I think, opened us up to, okay, well, what, what's this going to look like going forward? And I've, I've been making steps in that direction too. Yeah, I love that. And it's just kind of, it's brilliant to be able to like reflect this back to someone. When you realise that what is holding you back is also holding other people back, you realise that there's this like kind of acknowledgement that it's like not just you. It's not because mm-hmm. you're a bad person. It's just because of the conditioning that you have. And yeah. It's almost like we come to the session, we put all of our like problems in a box and we put them to the side and we're like, okay, like let's look at them, let's explore them. Then we put them to the side and we're like, okay, but this is what our next month is going to be about. Like we, it's like very intentional, our approach. And I think that if you're just alone and you're just going from month to month to month, from launch to launch to launch, you don't get the chance to like digest the lessons that are happening in your business. And you don't get a chance to digest, okay, what is working and what is not. So I suppose I would like to ask, over our time together, what do you think is like the biggest lesson that you've learned and then being able to like implement after the session? Ooh, I think I really like planning and scheduling and feeling into that. So I think the biggest thing for me is you know, what's come out from more of a practical standpoint, because I think all the other stuff is probably like more important, but the practical side of it is, is just as important. And I think totally like being able to distill, like I might, I might write a list before our conversation about what's going to happen in the next month. But by the end of our conversation, my list is different. And it's sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's a little more fleshed out. And actually sometimes I cross things out going, that's not actually what I want to do. It's what I think I should do. And so I have a different list at the end of our conversation or, you know, after our conversation, I'll go through it again. And what I do now is like because we've been talking a little bit about like quarters and months and things like that. So I have a general gist of what my quarter is going to look like. And then at the end of our, you know, start of the month, I'll really have a, a shortened list of what's important, because I think we all know that we most likely give 20% of our time to things that are important and 80% of our time to things that aren't important for our growth and our business. So I think by having this distilled list for me of what I want to achieve this month in very grand ways of just like, okay, this, these two things are going to happen by the end of the month. And I have a list of other to, you know, I'll send this email, I got to contact yeah. that person. That's a whole other list. But I think having those like three goals of just like, if I get to the end of the month and these three things are done, then I've won the month. And then what I do each week, like on a Monday, I'll just remind myself what that is. Because I think there was one month that I didn't really do that. Like I'd written down what I'm going to do, but I, I, I don't know, I must have written it somewhere. I wasn't 
paying attention and didn't look at it and I got to the month the and, yeah or looked at it like a couple of days before we were talking the next month going oh no I didn't do anything and so what really is helpful is just looking at those three things and go okay well what can I do this week to achieve those and it just makes it a little easier like yeah I could have this list I have a I love lists but like my lists are endless of just things I need to do like like I say getting back to this person or calling this person or setting up this client call whatever but these three things or something of what how how I'm going to grow my business and what am I going to do this week to move in that direction like that's been empowering like I think like it's the feeling of getting a little control and so there's the trust because I think that's so important because I want to build a conscious business where I'm trusting myself my gut and whatever the universe is presenting for me but if I put three things on that list that get me excited then I know that they're helping me go in the right direction so if one of those things on the list is like oh I really don't want to do that I got to look at myself and go okay do I just not want to do that um because I'm afraid or do I not want to do it because it's not aligned to my business or myself or my goals so I think like having like three things on your list for the month and then every week looking at them because priorities change like last month I randomly got connect contacted by this this organization who want me to work with them and I'm like whoa this is so cool so I just chucked something off the list and put that down because that was now a priority (laughs) like it's okay to change these things but feeling into why like am I taking that off the list because I'm afraid or am I taking off the list because it's actually someone else's goal like you know what the business would say or something so that for me I think has helped me even though trust is about kind of letting go of control you know we want a little bit of direction (laughs) as opposed to lofty goals and then going now the universe is going to provide and I'm going to sit back and wait there's the bringing both of those things back together like manifestation feeling into what I want and then having like an action plan and you know allowing that to kind of unfold so that's been transformational I love that I have to say like one of the best things about having you as like an accountability partner is that you are always manifesting crazy stuff into your life I I have to say like Kathy's always like oh my god this just happened and someone just got in contact with with me about this and I'm like it's just this reminder of it's possible it's possible it's possible Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you show me like your magic and it allows me to believe in my magic the more I believe in my magic the more I attract and manifest the more you can see it the more it's just like this magical thing that happens and yeah and the brain does need some evidence sometimes about it and then you get the evidence you're like whoa we can do this stuff I've got a really cool story about that actually there was a number of years ago I was living in London and I was working but also kind of doing my business on the side and I was just like a bit miserable and I just didn't everything was just samey samey and I kept feeling into I had a coach at the time we're feeling into what I wanted to manifest in my life and I kept I just want to travel I just want to go and I had this vision of just a beach and jungle and and then my mind comes in and I wrote all this down I was like I want to travel but I want to also be my husband's in London so I want to be able to travel and come back to London I just want to be more in one place and I have these visions of these beautiful retreat centers kept coming into my head I was like okay and then my mind comes in I wrote it all down that's what I wanted I didn't know how I was going to get it but then um my mind comes in and starts going okay well maybe I should apply for a job that like lets me travel and you know all this kind of stuff and I never did any of that about six months or a year later I am in Costa Rica and I am just going hang on a second this is the thing that I thought that I'd written down a year ago so it it happened accidentally like a friend of mine was living in Costa Rica and at the time I was kind of working remotely so I could just go and visit her and then I ended up getting a job there so I was able to do my work for London at like 6am to like 9am in the morning and then I go work in this amazing retreat center and I was there for two months and I'd come home for a month and then I go back for two months and I come home for a month and this happened out of the blue but I was in Costa Rica standing on this kind of balcony thing looking at the jungle going oh hang on a second that was in my vision so it wasn't it didn't it didn't it didn't unfold the way my mind thought it would but I ended up there for like nine months that's where I learned breathwork that's where I that's where all this started but it started with a manifestation a dream and just letting it go and some I don't know if I really trust I get my somewhere in my soul trusted that um I kind of forgot about it and then it happened and then I was like oh hang on a second like it's just a bizarre opportunity that has landed on my lap I didn't even have to think about it just happened um, and I think that was one of the biggest manifestations I've had that that has given me enough evidence to be like this, this stuff works. <laughs> 
I love that so much that that just happened it's so interesting because even this week myself I had to go back to my vision board that I made last year and just for context when I looked at my vision board in January of 2021 I had achieved nothing on this board and I just burst Mm. into tears I was like oh my gosh I just felt so much grief so it's April at the time of recording this and so when I went and looked at my 2020 vision board I was like whoa this time it was just so different because I had actually achieved so many of the things I could just literally tick off and then there were like two other things I totally forgot that I wanted but now I could just like schedule them in (laughs) so like that is is the thing about manifestation our minds like I'm not very patient and I kind of want something I want it now and then and then I I, I blame the universe that I'm not getting the thing I want but like it does not work on our timetable so you know we have to that was the thing about this idea of just we have to just you know ask and trust and sometimes the trusting if there's a block or something that's stopping us from achieving that 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 will show up and that will show up to be removed so sometimes it's not that easy when it comes to these things but if we stay open and trusting that we're moving in that direction no it'll show up in in some way it might not be the way we wanted but it'll show up in a different way that is for us and sometimes that's even better like because I've off all of these situations that end up happening are better than I imagined it to be in whatever way so it's that's the part of that kind of trusting and allowing and just getting on with our lives and then trusting we're moving in that direction I love that so so good is there anything that you would say to anyone listening who's thinking okay I want to get an accountability partner I want to like test this out with someone in my community do you have any sort of like tips or what would you say are like the best practices for setting Mm -hmm. up like your own accountability partnership yeah so there's a couple of things on that one is like setting the intention that you want that in your in your business or in your life right now like sometimes we talk about intentions and manifestations and you know that can cause a little eye rolling but there actually is scientific evidence that if we feel into what we want and allow our mind to start thinking about it we'll start noticing things in the world Mm. so we will start noticing so we'll be more susceptible to someone mentioning something in conversation be like oh actually i was looking for someone to be an accountability buddy with me um or something like that so start feeling into who that can be because I've done accountability things in the past I think this has been probably one of the most successful ones I actually have another accountability group with two friends of mine from New York who I did my breathwork training with and that's obviously more specific to do with breathwork and how so it's actually really complementary to what we do we don't do it as often but we do check in and help each other out so feeling into like who if there's anyone in your community who could fit that bill for you I think someone who's at this similar level because I did join an accountability group before that didn't really resonate with me that much because they were very different businesses to me very or not even businesses they were just like working or whatever it was very different and very different levels that even though it was nice to talk about what was going on in my business or whatever it didn't I didn't feel like I got enough out of it so so ideally someone who's kind of around that stage with you someone who you resonate with, someone who feels like a cheerleader for you. Because I know there's people I would not want to do this with because <laughs> yeah. I feel, because I, if I'm going to feel like they're going to judge me, yeah. I'm probably going to be a little bit more defensive in, in what I allow myself to say in it. So I think someone that you trust, now someone who will also call you out in your BS is important, but someone who will like Kyra will probably do it in a really nice way. (laughs) So someone that like, you know, feels supportive. So I like the one-on-one as well. Sometimes people maybe like a group. One-on-one for me is really good. I think that just suits me and my personality as well. And then in terms of how to do it, like how to structure it, I think one of the nicest things that we do is we're very loose about it because we stop and we chat and, you know, all these things but we kind of loosely base it around a couple of questions one is what went well for me last month what didn't go well for me last month and what am I going to do next month is that it did I get that right yeah something like that? yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's nice to have a loose structure that we have and that's helpful for planning um what you know planning for our call so we'll both come in ready for our call to what we want to talk about and then like I said from the start of the conversation to the end my list changed but I think that's a helpful way to structure something like an accountability buddy group yeah 
and to be honest like I totally agree I would just just thinking of the people in my community I would definitely say try and pick someone that you're not friends with already just because your friend may say yes because they want to say yes because your friend they're your friend but Mm. they may not actually follow through and Mm -hmm. I think you really need someone who can come into your business and into your brain from an outsider like your Mm -hmm. friend already has that bias they like you and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like challenging it's really ballsy to see someone online and be like hey like I followed you for a while I would love to know do you want to be an accountability partner we can meet months a month like how does that sound to you and they're going to be totally objective and totally being like hey I don't know what you're doing there but like it doesn't sound like that's working for you and I think like that's what you really want and mm-hmm. one thing that you and I Kathy are really good at doing is our accountability sessions are like in stone like I protect that session like I don't know (laughs) it's just so important to me that I'm there like I'm not we're not cancelling if we reschedule it's only like a few days after they're very important to us like those sessions like we make sure that we're there we're there on time and we're prepared we have like a lot of respect like for what happens in those sessions so if you're setting up accountability group like you have to take it with that amount of seriousness when I Mm -hmm. started these sessions one thing I don't know if I ever told you this but one thing that I said to myself is how would I show up for this if I knew that every time I show up it was going to add a thousand pounds to my business like just somehow yeah a thousand pounds is going to be added to my business and that's how seriously I take our sessions because there's so many bits of awareness where it's I can literally see that it's adding money improvements to my business and I think that's definitely how you have to approach it with that level of commitment like I'm there and it's done yes because it's not like you're just oh like obviously we end up just chatting and laughing for half of it which is which is great because we want that but there is a seriousness about it and I think that idea of doing it with someone who actually does want to do it and not be like oh okay that's okay I'll do it for you or I'll do the help no that won't work because actually I set apart for Christmas with my family about healthy eating habits because we were all just like (laughs) oh just Christmas we're still eating junk and I was like okay we're gonna just with my sisters and we were just gonna chat on a Sunday and see how our week went and literally it happened for like two weeks and then no every time I suggested (laughs) like one there was one week I tried to do it and everyone was just hoping that I would forget so like I would (laughs) they were they didn't want to do it I was the only one who wanted to do it and then end up just not doing it so you know you do need someone to like the fact that we both take it as seriously as each other is so important otherwise what's the point like it just would be a waste of time yeah totally totally I love this this has been like so good I have a final question for you which I ask all of my guests it's the question that I think that they get really annoyed that I've asked is they're like that's Uh really hard (laughs) it is the uh uh-oh question so Let's say that for some reason you had to start again, like everything that Mm. you've created so far, like the slate was wiped clean Mm. and you had to build something. Maybe it's the business that you have now. Maybe it's something new, but you had to rebuild and you could only take three things with you. They can be physical things. They can be mindset things. They can be anything, but you can only take three tools to rebuild. What three things would you take? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Can they just be like emotional things? Yeah, they can be anything. So passion, because this is no point. Like I've often thought about different businesses I could do. And actually I did for years a business that I could do, but it wasn't that passionate about it. It's so hard. And I could have grown that business. Like really loads of people kept telling me, oh, just do this and you could grow it. I was like, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> so passion, yeah. passion, trust trust in myself and trust that this will because the thing is I remember having this conversation like two two or three years ago with a friend of mine we were both starting out we lived in New York and we both did this breathwork training together and we're standing in Union Square going just think about the time when we're gonna have our first clients and it's just so funny with that and she's killing it as well and she's doing really well and it's just like there was still a trust 
that this was going to work and I I think maybe for the first six months or so I didn't really have that I wanted the passion but I didn't have the trust and that was difficult and that's just kind of stressful when you're like going is this gonna work maybe I'm not good enough blah 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 so trust and passion are super important and what else tools I think exactly what we've been talking about support and I think maybe if I brought that in a little earlier I think that might have felt a little more easy and fun but then but to be honest I think the way things progress I think maybe bringing in support a little later was the right was right for this business because I think sometimes you do have to do everything yourself until you get to a point where you're ready for the next level so but I do think the idea of support and maybe leaning on leaning on people like I've got you know family and I've got friends and my husband who runs their own businesses I do lean on them for for ideas and support and how I should do this, how I should up my, my accounting and all this kind of stuff. So I think so, the idea of support in all these areas and, and like what we do for each other and what we're going to do as, as we grow our businesses. So support, trust, passion, I'll bring those. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for coming on the show. How can people get in touch with you and connect with you and how can they do a breathwork session? Because I'm sorry if you're listening, you have to, have to, have to experience breath work with Kathy it is so so good so how can people do that brilliant I mean a lot of the feedback you know you get off someone who's never done breath work before initially is what the fuck was that <laughs> so it, it's, like, it sounds weird but it is a kind of like what the hell was that that was amazing I put so you just got to try it just to, just to have experienced that so um you can find me at, at breathwork coaching on social media and my website is breathworkcoaching.com. And there you will find my drop-in classes. So a drop-in class is just an hour. We do the breathing for about 25, 30 minutes. And we have a relaxation at the end. It's just a kind of a short, one-stop, give it a try kind of place. And I do those Monday evenings. Uh, so you'll find that on my website. I've got a six-week course, um, immersive course, I call it. I try not to call it intensive, even though it kind of is. <laughs> if you want to really deep dive into breathwork, starting in a couple of weeks. Um, and everything's over Zoom, so you can find me there. So, uh, Or, you know, come and DM me and ask me any questions on there. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Tyra.